Today on The Big Inside, I am publicly resolving to not screw this show up again. And because you are hearing me, this may for the... For the oh, well, there goes that. All right, so much for that resolution. Does this happen to you? Do you have the best intentions to follow a new resolution but then totally bail out? Well, today we're chatting about well, what everyone is chatting about at the start of the new year, resolutions. Why they can work, what upends them, and, you know, uh, why it's probably a good thing that the topic comes up at all. All that and more is coming at you right now. It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait. Wait, that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense. Oh, well. I, I guess it's time once again for the big inside. We're not gonna make it. This is gonna This is not gonna work this time. No, we got it, we got it. Anyway, so <laughs> very panicked broadcasting from the world famous public alley 701 in the resolute city of boston massachusetts i'm christian Mady, aka xn and this is the big inside the program that intersects and connects what transforms the body with what transforms the world and then turns them both inside out we're all about the conversation not the education but with our luck you're probably going to end up learning something along the way this episode is the sixth in the special mini-series of conversation-focused episodes between myself and the guy who's still waiting for his mail-order Sandow statue, show regular Scott Batorf. What's up, Scott? How you doing? That's correct. I am waiting for my Sandow. <laughs> you will. I, I, I told them, there's no competition this year. Just mail me the Sandow. Save yourself some money. <laughs> it still hasn't arrived. Maybe it's coming through Amazon. I don't know. I, well, you know, you know how they work, you know, those bodybuilding organizations. I don't think. Um, yes, that's priority, it. I, I don't. I don't think priority mail is on their selection. That's probably what it was. Yes, it has nothing. It, that's the reason you haven't gotten a mail order send out trophy. The, right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Scott is the founder of Aspire Integrated Trading and Flexibility. You can learn more about his work at AspireFlex.life and see pictures of him with his mail order send out. Doesn't have one. Don't don't try to go find that. All right. So listen. If, look, here's the deal. If you listen to podcasts or you know watch TV or pretty much just don't live under a rock. Right now, we're just after the new year. Oh, by the way, Scott. By the way, it's the new year's already passed. We're we're recording. We're recording the show before the new year and pretending like it's ah, after the. We're so, so we're part of the space time continuum. Wonderful. We are, we are slick. Oh, we are like gonna get such a Peabody <laughs> Award. This is the show. This is the, this one is the Peabody Award. I feel it. Anyway, if you don't live under a rock right now, the with the passing of the new year, you will hear endless rambling. <laughs> oh God, discussions on resolutions. <clears throat> get that out in post, and it's generally. All stuff you've heard before. Some say resolutions are important. Others say they're just, you know, well, let's say it, bullshit. And that generally it's just a way of making us feel better about our craptastic lives. But, you know, look, resolutions, see, the reason is resolutions are especially big in the fitness and exercise world. Indeed, resolutions are a core profit generator for the fitness industry. Many gyms and businesses within the fitness sector, from large retail operations to small personal training businesses, will rely on this annual boost of profit every year from people saying, I'm going to change it all. Resolution making is so colluded with marketing jargon that a cynic 
no one around here, right, would think that the two are just one and the same and that resolutions are just simply a media ploy to generate profits for businesses. Could be true. So do resolutions matter? Are they relevant? Should we use them as a tool in our own physique development? Or should we stay cynical and treat resolution making as some sort of very protracted and dubious marketing ploy? I suppose uh, it starts with talking about resolutions we've seen work or not work. And I know that, Scott, I know that you have been a provider of services across all spectra of fitness and training. And you've done it all from you know, Joe Chucklehead gym trainer to like high-end, highfalutin levitator of bodies and every sports franchise in between. So you've obviously seen this phenom with clientele who who seek you. I mean, am I right? Like you've, you must get that. You, over the years, you must have had like, you know, fat Patty coming in. Sorry, Patty, I'm not fat shaming you, but you, you need to drop a couple coming in saying this is the year. Maybe not fat Patty. We'll say fat Stan. How about fat Stan? How about slow Stan? Weak Stan. Which stand was it, man? Which stand was it? I have no idea. But either way, <laughs> he has no hope. <laughs> no, I mean, have you seen it, though? Did you get that? Have you ever gotten that burst of, like, resolution you know, babies? You know, it's. I feel I'm really lucky because the clients I work with, <laughs> oh, they've wow. got that state of mind all the time. And so I... The the clients though that uh, get this, they feel excitement just on the first of the year. They usually don't. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, don't stick to it. Um, and that uh, that's not fun, you know. It's uh, well, I mean, I don't. It's, it's, it's all hype. We don't have those actual numbers, but yes, it's a, it's a very known thing in the fitness world that, or excuse me, in the fitness world, like in among fitness marketing and business, that chances are high. Yep, that they're that it's it's a very <laughs> very you know. It's insidious. They want people to quit. You know, everyone knows Planet Fitness, which whose entire business model is based on oh. people getting a membership but then not using the membership. So yeah, that the no, number that's yeah that, yeah it's insi- they're like uh, yeah it's horrible. Are they the devil? I think they're the devil. Um, but yeah, it's a yes. You know, so we know that that's true. But <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> they give donuts though. The donut. You're. It's true. The. I don't think you the know, devil I, would give I, donuts. They give donuts out. One time I went undercover training there, and they had, they had wait a box stop of a stop. Donut. You went undercover. Were you afraid that they were going to know that you're the man who thinks he's getting a mail order Sandow undercover? Okay, but go on, well, sir. Please continue. They weren't that smart. But anyways, they had tons of donuts. If anything, I I can really they they had great donuts. That's about it. <laughs> The, uh, I'm not this sure is, about the color of the gym. It's, it reminds me of Barney, you know, the old that dinosaur back in the, the day. You know, the, the people who work out there do as well. Oh, Planet Fitness oh, Slam! <laughs> Planet Fitness Slam! We're coming at you! It's nonstop! All right, so anyway, enough of that. This is not – we could do an entire – how about this, Scott? Let's do a show where we slam Planet Fitness. You know, let's just – we'll can do we, that. Yo, can we do a show where we send one person into every Planet Fitness to set off the bunk alarm? <laughs> yes. That's it. But that's not what we're about. We're about the resolution of which, you know, Planet Fitness is, you know, <laughs> no, you know, certainly part of that thing of the fake resolution thing. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, like, why doesn't it work? I mean, I myself personally, I've made resolutions that have worked. I've made resolutions that haven't. You know, for example, my favorite was my what I call the vegetable year. Look, I always liked vegetables. I'm fine with vegetables. But the way my mother... I didn't know string beans were crunchy until I was like 19 because the way my mother makes it, here's how, here's how an Italian mother makes 
the string beans. You get your frozen string beans, right? The, the French cut, right? Now, first you get a pan. You get that pan nice and hot. You put about, I don't know, a pound and a half of butter in the pan. Let that melt down. Throw about, you know, 16 cloves of garlic, salt, pepper, a little olive oil. Then you just melt the green beans into this buttery wad. And they come out this strange pale olive color. But, God, they're good. And that's how I ate green beans growing up. Um, I still eat them this way when my mother is – she doesn't make them that way anymore. But, man, if she does, they're the first to go. Um, but the point is is that as I got older, the one year I said, I'm going to try and expand my repertoire of vegetables. I'm going to try and eat as many different vegetables as I could. That one stuck. Now, I, I, I got to think through why that one happened to stick. And to this day, I can still have a – I'm very comfortable with vegetables of all sorts. Um my theory is simply that um, I actually began weirdly saving money. So it was this other benefit that I did not see coming that kept me in the game. People say, well, vegetables are usually more expensive. The irony is that I was filling up like I just couldn't eat as much. So I wasn't eating as much by eating more vegetables. It was this bizarre phenomena. Changed me for life. Um, I was like 26. It didn't change you for life. I'm, I'm, I literally still eat candy to this day. I'm a little gummy whore yes i admit it i'm a gummy whore people live with it and um <laughs> i i i'm i'm open that's, i'm very i'm very open i'm not gonna get the that. name of the episode <laughs> <laughs> mail order sandows and gummy whores that's our that's the episode. exactly i love it the so but the thing is is like that one worked but then there's other ones that haven't worked I, well here's what i'm wondering is that um what do you think that well just go on record scott do you think that resolutions before i ask the bigger question do you think resolutions are bullshit yes or no bullshit or not bullshit let's play the game bullshit or no bullshit um i'm gonna hit the buzzer bullshit ah okay good then we can have a conversation because i disagree go on um the reason i think no the intention is great it's just there's no, there's no preparation or structure or support system that's going to make it work. Um, and, and you're like, well, what about trainers? And what about this? You know, they, this I already came up with an answer as you were talking. And there should be like some sort of consultant line that someone calls or someone Skypes with whenever they start to feel off track. And then they, they can get re-motivated, but it, might, it may be emotional, might be kind of like uh, physical, it might be just a misunderstanding, maybe it's not something they understand about their body. Like that, that would make more sense. Otherwise, it's like you're doing the attention and like people have this emotion and they feel excited, but obviously excitement stops. It's like getting a new toy. When the new toy loses its luster, well, guess what happens? You, you, you throw it in the, in, the, in the toy box and then it goes to the bottom. So it's like, how can we keep the luster? That's what's going to happen to the Sandow trophy, Scott. Just admit it. No, well, but seriously. Sandow's coming. <laughs> I swear. But what you actually hit upon things. So in the research for this yeah. show, we were, we were like Googling all kinds of like the science of resolutions and all this. One of the most common things, and this is common sense, yet it's rarely applied. Listen up, people. Common sense, but rarely applied, is the idea of community. That's what Scott was sort of getting at. If there's a connection, a human connection uh, and the the thing with that connection, and here's the here's the rub, folks. It's got to be personal. So guess what? The person you pay, it's a fifty fifty chance of whether that's going to be a personal influence on you. So 
you know, if I paid someone to like, you know, tell me to go to the, the gym every day, this person calls me and I paid him. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going. I'm not going to go to the gym because there's no, there's nothing incentivizing me on a personal level. But if it's like um, something personal, like my child needs to uh, exercise as well. And so I have to bring him to the gym. So I'm going to go to the gym with him. Now I have a, that's a personal relationship. So it's about the dream team. That's what Scott was sort of hitting on. If you don't have, if you're going to make a resolution, you sure as heck better make a team to go with that resolution. One person, five people, your family, whoever, not just like, Hey guys, remind me. Okay. Besties. Peace out. But actually somebody who's invested at the same rate, someone who's invested at the same level as you. Would you agree? Is that what you were getting at with the phone call with this phone service? I love that idea. They should have their own class that meets called resolution. (laughs) And then they can all meet together and it's a team training. And then that's, and then that's after a, that, people can keep each other responsible for themselves. Well, that's what you're getting at is that there needs to be a sort of like it's at the level of family that if you're not feeling as a human being, if I don't give a crap about you, I mean, I'll feel sad that you fail, but I'll let you fail. They've proven this in primates. They've proven this in all other species that if I don't have stakes in your game, I will let you fail. So if you're going to gather around people for support, make sure they have stakes in your game. For example, one thing. Um, one thing I did, oh, this was such a ridiculous thing with a friend was he was resolved to quit smoking. And so I had an envelope and guess what happened? It was a money envelope. Guess what happened every time he smoked, Scott? Every time he fell backwards, guess what happened? He would, I, most people would say, oh, he had to pay a dollar or something for every cigarette. No, the opposite. I had to pay five bucks every time he smoked. Well, how's so that going to work? Because he felt so fucking guilty that I was losing money. Uh, is this like a friend test? Yeah, it, it wasn't a friend test. He was really pissed when he saw the envelope. He was not having it. And I had spies everywhere. You know, he didn't. He ended up He ended up quitting. Cause everywhere. It, ended up quitting because after 25 bucks, he was like, I, this is too much. Like the oh. fact that another human being is losing money because I'm smoking and he just was too much for him. That's what I mean by stakes in the game. You've got to have somebody who has stakes in the game. So if you're trying to make a resolution, but you don't, like you said, you don't have that level of stakes, you're not going to, yeah, I don't care if this is the year and this is the year. No, no. Get someone who has stakes in the game. When you look at um, athletes who say, this is my year to win, it's because they're typically in team structures. And so the team is the stakes because if you don't hold up your end of the team bargain, the rest of the team suffers. And then it's like this whole like mutual guilt fest. You know, have you ever seen this in your on any hockey teams you've been on where they it's like uh, you know, this is our year. And then sure enough, you guys get to the playoffs or whatever you need to get to. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's like a, a whole team consensus, like everyone's on the same page. Everyone's, it's like everyone's it's full support, and there's camaraderie, there's chemistry, there's synergy, but there's this uh, common goal um, and love for has what it, they're doing. That's true. Has that, that was saying, has that led to being on a team that went further than you thought they were going to go because everyone had that mutual resolution? Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's because the teammates had each other's backs no matter what happened, right. and... Uh, 
And it was more like that connection between teammates than it ever had to do with like the team they try to put together. It was this relationship between the teammates that made, that really made it. And that was one of the other things that kept coming up in our research, it, what, what we'll mm-hmm. call the proximity of consequence, where mm-hmm. you know those guys are right there in front of you. Now, a lot of people, they know the, the, the old anecdote, a guy has a heart attack, that's it, I'm never smoking again, or I'm going to stop eating fat. Year, year and a half goes by, he's eating clean as a whistle, then a little slip, a little slip, and sure enough, within five years, he's right back to the old habits, has another heart attack. The reason is because the proximity of the consequence, death, it's so abstract in the mind. At first, when he's in the hospital, it's right there and he can remember it. So, of course, he's going to behave. But then as time goes on, it gets further. It gets more and more abstract. Um, and so what ends up happening is like, um, you know, he ends up sliding. So that's the thing. When people are going to go to the gym, they often, like you said, Scott, they say they hire a trainer or they're going with their buddy or they ask their, their friend who's in super shape. Hey, you know, you know, Kathy, super fit chick, can I come to the gym with you? That's not the same thing. There's no consequence. She has no stakes in your game. She has no stakes in your game. Um, so I do think resolutions work, but I don't think that they're set up right. I think that – I mean, that's the other thing is like backsliding. This is the, that's the big one is that people get so down on themselves when they backslide. Um, when you have a client who's making progress and then they mess up, don't you have to do a lot of triage just to get them back on point? Just to be like, dude, calm down. Yeah, it's it's usually the exact way of being or conditioning or trauma or experience or event that caused them not to be able to, to achieve the goal that they're aspiring to to have with the resolution. And like I was saying, that's why you do need to have be able to relate emotional stuff, whatever it is, psychological, physical, where it might be. Because people, I know for myself too, we're seasonal, and 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 unfortunately, we're defined in some ways by our past experiences. So then, how in the heck could you uh, be successful in resolution if you weren't able to be with that or have support whenever those things come up? You know, that's that that's where I think resolutions fail. So you said that your a lot of your clients have that you've been blessed that you have the, and of course he's just kissing your ass. Hey, Scott's clients, look who's kissing your ass on the air. No, but seriously, I'm sure it's true <laughs> that they have get <laughs> a re up for another set of sessions. No, just kidding. No, but like, uh, right. the, no, but the, you have the best clients in the world. No, but like that they come with it. You said that many of the people you work with have this built in pre resolution and they stick with it and they follow that resolution through. Do you think there's a factor of emotional, uh, an emotional bridge that you make? that helps them maintain that? Do you think that, that I mean, do you go at the emotional? I mean, we all know. I mean, if you listen to Scott for I, 10 minutes, he's suddenly talking about lovey-dovey hippie stuff. So, you know. <laughs> hippie <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what the? Who runs this There we show? go. Like, I'm trying to make this a full spectrum show. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no, when I work with people, um, you know, with the sessions and the tissue and the fascia work and so on, uh, it's actually very sensitive work. It's like whenever you're opening up someone's tissue, there is memory that's locked in the tissue. And it could be an emotional memory, could be psychological, could be whatever, physical, uh, acute trauma, whatever it might be, or experience. And so when you open it up, like the, to be able to relate and be vulnerable with my own experiences that might be relatively in those ballparks of those, of those sectors of emotionality or psychology or whatever – it really links the person into the present time 
to be with that event instead of just reenacting it. And so if someone's going to do a resolution, like they're not going to be successful if they're just going to reenact their shortcomings based off whatever life event caused that pattern, you know? It's sort of like being uprooted, like a tree. But then you have to replant yourself every time you get uprooted. And when you plant yourself, you have to put the right nutrients down, the right soil, blah, 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 you know, have the right friends around, you know? But then it's not going to it's, it's work because, well, you've planned yourself the same way. And so this is where having someone like myself or a team or a consultant to be able to relate and to bounce off of and also to, to, to be to sober the person that they're in the present time and they're not, they're not in that past event. It's actually let, important. Let me ground this a little bit. I, I agree with you entirely, Scott. Let me ground this a little bit as I sway you over to the fact that resolutions aren't bullshit. No, but like, like ground a little bit to say that um, vanity, one of the biggest motivators for New Year's resolutions. I want to look gorgeous i want to look i want to look so good i want to get you know big you know perfect abs big big biceps i want you know i want my hoo-hahs to look great again we've been over this folks hoo-hahs they belong to everybody guys and girls have hoo-hahs whatever your hoo-ha is you want it to look good right and so my hoo-hahs are going to look so good now and it's vanity now here's the thing when in life you have to stop and ask yourself if your resolution is i want to look good this year you got to say when in life did an overwhelming amount of vanity bring anything good into my life? And if the answer is, well, I have some cheap pleasure, but nothing really sustainable, then you're when when you have the when you use vanity to get you into the gym, you'll get some cheap pleasure, but it's not going to be sustainable. It's that that's what you mean by planting the same way, is it's not um you know, you can't use the previous motives, like or for example, reaction, like you know, I'm tired of people being down on me, so now I'm going to improve myself. Well, look, reacting to other people is half of what depressed you in the first place. So if you're going to start something based on that same, like Scott said, trauma, how is that going to succeed? You're just doing the same thing. So sometimes it's you have to take a step back and say, not just what is the resolution, whether or not it's going to fail, but where is it motivated from? And if you don't know where it's motivated from, don't be quick with it either. Oh, it's because I want, oh, because I need it. Oh, my help. Don't be quick. Don't use a bumper sticker. Think it through. Um, that's what Scott, I think, is getting at. It was like, if you know where it's really coming from, you know, if it's like it's coming from a place of like, you know what? I really enjoy this or I want to I learn how to feel good in my body. I want to feel my body or whatever those items are. That's more likely to stick rather than I want all the dudes to be intimidated by me when I walk into the club. You know what I mean? It's like that. The vanity thing, I just don't think works for people um, as a resolution. It may motivate other things, but I don't know that it works to a sustainable, realistic resolution. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to chime in on this one. This could go for resolution people, bodybuilders, even like just people who, who want to lose weight. Like there's there's this uh, whenever I've, I've experienced with clients and even with myself is like, you know, they, there could be an obsession that's involved with uh, the look. Also, there's a type of dysmorphia that happens whenever someone does look good. They may not always look good enough because in their eyes, they still look fat or too skinny. And that's like that's, you know, more of that uh, emotional, psychological connection not being nourished. Right. right. But like there, there's a but there's a certain danger to it 
where there, there's this addiction of trying to be per, look perfect, like and have the vanity of whatever the magazines or these models or or whatever the body, whatever the the yeah, whatever, whatever the source, it. whatever the source, right? Yeah. So, but that 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 in its own is like um, that could be pretty dangerous, you know, if if the person is just going for that, you know, and it, they're like kind of stuck and fixated on this ideal because everyone's gonna look different, right? Um, and then obviously there's more to looking good than the van- that vanity piece, that vain piece. So right, I think that I'm, I mean, and this is one thing for people whose resolution is to improve their aesthetics. I'm gonna go on record here, and I'm gonna say, you know what, a good-looking person is a fifty-fifty. It's fifty percent what that person has crafted, and then fifty percent the fact that the person doesn't give a shit about the other fifty percent. Um, literally, that that. that uh, a sense of self-satisfaction right? combined with whatever you've done. That's what makes an attractive individual all the time, all the time with, uh, you know, you see someone who's good looking and, and, you know, you can find a better face, better body, better clothes elsewhere, but it's something in how they're just comfortable with whatever they're putting out. Now it doesn't mean that they are just totally slobs and comfortable. There is some effort that gets put in, but there's that it's effort made from satisfaction, not effort made from, like Scott's saying, I hate how fat I am. I hate how the, like, it's not driven from a hate source. Um, and I think that most people don't realize the resolutions are driven by a negative source, hate. You know, I don't like this. I don't like that. And how on earth are you going to get anywhere if it's about that? Because if the resolution is um, to learn, I'm, I'm resolved to learn all the ways I can build confidence. That's a lot different from I'm resolved to have a kick-ass, you know, chest, butt, arms, and leg. You know, I'm I'm resolved to be so good so that I feel confident. The the second one is not quite as, you know, confidence boosting as learning what makes me feel confident and pursuing those things, which may not be a perfect body, and nine times out of ten isn't a perfect body. Yeah, I like what you said there. That's for the sustainability of having um, a healthy body that looks good. But to be able to transmute that hatred into love and care and nourishment for the body and acceptance, um, because all of us, everyone's different. Everyone's going to look different and and have different high points and different shapes and everything. But what you said that was pretty key. You know how to learn how to nourish the self, and then yeah, then the the body can flourish. Otherwise, it's always trying to achieve something that's not um, realistic. And those are, that's the, I think that's maybe the, the, the takeaway from the resolution idea is that people are making them almost too uh, precise. They're making them almost too, um, too narrow. Now, look, backsliding, that is normal for anyone who's trying to build a new habit. Building new habits is not like a straight shot. You decide to do it one day and then it automatically sticks for the rest of your life. It takes a lot of falling back. In fact, uh, you know, some very wise teachers of mine used to say it's more important to become a master of coming back to a practice than it is to become a master of the practice. Meaning, if you fall away from playing the piano, but then you keep coming back and you get really good at getting back on track, eventually you're not going to get off track at all. But meanwhile, you're going to always you're you're really good at coming back, which means you're going to develop that habit. Versus people who they fall off once and they're done, like one and done and they're out. Being a master of coming back is a better way to you know, really fulfill a resolution and 
planning it that way. When I fail, this is my route back. And actually building that into your resolution. So, you know, if I lose this many days at the gym, I'm resolved to contact people to put me back on. If the resolution wasn't, I'm resolved to go to the gym every day, but the resolution was every time I skip the gym, I'm going to call someone and I'm resolved to do that. You know what's going to happen. Every one of those calls you make when you start skipping is going to push you back in and you've actually resolved to come back to a practice rather than just resolved to be perfect at that practice. Um, I, that, that's what drives me nuts, that people abuse themselves. They don't, like Scott was saying, they don't love themselves when they fall off. They're, they're just so mad and disappointed and angry. And I get it. Frustration is a, is a pain in the neck. But guess what, folks? Part of life, right? I mean, and, and I, ironically, I think that that actually works to create more plateaus, more pain, and more deficits in movement. That frustration, angst, anxiety, and, and, and self-hatred actually will make the body less prone to respond. Um <clears throat> You're agreeing? Is that what that aham was? Yeah, it's uh, not like like what you said there is really important too. It makes the body less less healthy because the like the cells are like these high school kids. You know, like in high school, someone makes a a rumor that like Frank is gonna is dating Julie, and then then by oh, the end I of the day, oh, I fucking hate Julie, Julie. But by the end of the day, Julie. everyone believes that they're dating, but they're not. And so then in our bodies, I know I've felt, I felt this before, but also my clients, if you have this hatred or this outlook that's untrue, but if you keep repeating it, the body will listen. The cells are like those students. They're going to listen. And then they're going to portray like, oh, we're not healthy. And so there's going to be an unhealthy response to the unhealthy way of being, you know, with do you yourself. A, do you have so a word for that? I mean, because do you have a word for that phenomenon? Because I know there's a lot of people out there rolling their eyes saying pseudoscience, but this, do you have words? Well, no, no. Or... They, have a, they actually have, um, you can look up stuff for, for cancer and stuff for people. They, if they have negative thoughts and they have self-hatred and shame, then it, it, it weakens their immune systems. You know, like it, I don't, I, I don't know that there's a word for it. I can't remember what it is. But I mean, our bodies, you know, if we keep saying the same story to it, they do listen. So, I mean, so, so I mean, it. yeah, I mean, in, in, in the, you know, the, you know, to be we don't have a producer looking up stuff rapidly in a side room. You know, so full disclaimer. No, we're not we're not saying that we have the science for this and that. Yeah, this could be you know, this is obviously something that you, the listener, can look deeper into. But it does yeah. have the ring of common sense. That may be the worst thing to believe. We know that. We're always talking about that. But nonetheless, it does have a ring of common sense that the immune system would react to stress and right. chronic negativity is a stress. So that doesn't that's not a far reaching pseudoscience idea, even if right. we're, we apologize for presenting yeah. it off the cuff. Well, no, that people can look it up on their own. I mean, we, you know, the, the, but the, our thoughts and our brain have a lot to do with our immune system. The nervous system is what it is. And right, so it's like, right. and so if we're in fight or flight, our body feels like it's in a survival mode, but it doesn't mean that we are like if we're, if someone gets stressed out in traffic, you know, or they're on the way to work and then their body will perceive that stress as being life or death. Right. And so our, our, that will, and I, and you can look this up. I mean, that will cause a, a whole myriad of, of hormonal responses in the body, you know, and cellular and so on. And so and if, if it keeps happening over and over again, that does affect our immune systems. Our thymus gland is what it mainly is. And, so. and we, can actually, we can actually lean on that 
fight or flight concept, a little bit more to say. Look, if, yeah. you, if, if, if you did something and someone smacked you every time you did it, you know what I mean? If like, yeah. you know, you're, if, if I reached for, for, I'm a gummy whore, as we know. And if I reached for a gummy and someone smacked me, eventually the, the, the fight or flight, the avoidance of pain instinct is going to make me, my brain say, just don't reach for the damn gummies. Chill out on the gummies, kid. You know, that's what my brain's going to say. And it's going to stop me from doing it. So, to that end, now let's take a resolution. And you make a resolution. And every time you don't do it, and then you remember it, you're like, ugh, and you feel disappointment. That disappointment is like a slap. So obviously, you're just destined to not fulfill that resolution because every recollection of the failure is such a slap in your psyche. And you slowly begin to pull back from the resolution as, as opposed to having a way of saying, wait a minute, I need to not vilify the failures or the slide backs or the temporary setbacks, but instead be ready for them and be like, all right, that's cool. That's part of the process. I'm okay with it. Like neutralize the slap part of the, of the disappointment, I think is one of the main reasons people don't follow through because they're not getting the thing they want and they just pile on the, oh, that cascades to a negativity, to an immune system failing. All that negative impact, the body is absorbing. Like Scott said, the high school student muscle cells body cells, whatever, are remembering this idea. And that's working against you. Um I mean I don't need to play two penny psychiatrist here, but that's kinda that's kinda kinda obvious when you slow it down and look at the the things. I mean, Scott, do you have any resolutions for the year for your for your high school student cells? I do. I do have resolutions. No, you don't. You just said it was bullshit. Now you have resolutions. What are your resolutions? <sighs> Well, actually, here's here's Hypocrite. here's one of my. It's not so much a resolution. This is a goal. Oh, um, okay, okay. You know, uh, that's a little. Uh, this is what the the resolutions should turn into goals. But anyways. Um, oh wait, wait, no, no, stop, stop. Before you say it, then what does that mean? Just so that you know, our listeners know what your thoughts are. That means a resolution for me. This is how I interpret it. It is an intention to better myself. But there has to be kind of an end goal that I achieve. So that you, will help me. So if you don't attach different. So if you don't attach quantifiable, measurable quantities, then it's going to be just kind of like, like I said before, like sort of up in the abstract, and you're yeah, not going to have that loose. crucial attention. Yeah. There has, so like if I'm a, when I deal with my training, when if someone had the resolutions, I would always be like, hey, we, what are our goals? And there would be goal setting. And also, like, you know, when you – how to – like, let's let's make uh, goals and when those are going to happen and what's going to be. Um, and what are the – and, and, like, and what are the consequences? Like, when you right. think through a goal, not just to the end, but actually if I win or achieve, then this. And if I lose or fail, then that. And you think – then you're ready for it all. You're right. actually go toward it. Yeah. When uh, I did this uh, – this went really well with my clients with, uh, with Aspire was, um, you know, I would give incentives, like – if someone did achieve their goal and before they were supposed to or they were on track, they would get like uh, whatever, like hoodies or or like apparel or like treats, uh, some treats, sort of yeah. treat or surprise or supplement coupon. Like I'd add in incentives because, you know, there's got to be there's got to be some shiny whistles and bells. I mean, all of us love stuff, but it's going to be stuff that will help them on the way, you know. Right, because because then it's like with a sweatshirt, it it just seems like swag and cheap advertising for you. But in reality, now they have the pride of like, this is what I earned, and guess what? I wear it when I go and do the exercise. So it has this added emotional connection. 
and that could uh, be that connection where like, oh, this is oh my, this is the the beanie snow hat I got. Boom, I got that because I stayed on track. I got that deadlift. I, I got my spine to change. Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's got to be incentives, but so that you have the aspirations of the resolution, but then there's got to be like the structure of the goal setting with incentives, and in that way, with the support that I believe it can work. But um, my 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 goal or resolution that is gonna be one of my goals that I'm going to is uh, I want to be able to do the splits, um, and I'm getting pretty close to it. Wait, wait, wait! Um, like a split? Like wait, wait, wait no, slow down. You're resolved to do a front back split or a side side split? Um, well, first front back, and then side okay. side is the next one. Oh, so all and manner then, of split. You just want to have all kinds of split happening. Yeah. Well, first one is definitely front back. That's okay. my first goal. Second goal is to get the side to side. And then um, third goal is to be able to um, walk on my hands with no problem. Wow. And then the, the, the final goal is to be crowned the next Van Damme, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yes, to be able to do the splits, with the ch- to be on top of the, the, the temple and splits doing yeah, my okay. tai chi sure sure and that's because that's how bell that all belgians are like that though they're born flexible i don't know if you they're all <laughs> so maybe i have to bring out the belgium in myself that's like, just yeah. belgium look at us belgian slams all right we're hitting a million no just kidding right. there's no i like there's belgian no, waffles there's nothing yeah how do you make fun of belgium like what is there's no material no, 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 for, belgium's great i don't i had no problem with you got that. waffles you got van damme you got no other material Worst country to make fun of. That's all I say. Blood sport. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got nothing. You can't make, you know, Belgium, you're safe from our wrath. We, yeah. We need to get him on the show. That'd be a good guest. <laughs> oh, he would be a good guest. <laughs> The uh, my, so th- that's actually interesting. I'm we'll be we'll be keeping careful track of your groin, Mister Bator. I, I I hope so because it's I'm I'm excited about. It. I keep getting closer. I'm, I'm more nice. close than I've ever been in my life. So nice. Then and, uh, that's and be, you know playing hockey and doing bodybuilding and you know the body those gets are not, stiff. Those yeah, those are not like split <laughs> induced. I I but you know what's funny is that like just before we close on that. You'll get it because I mean on the big inside in the past we've had gymnasts on the show left and right. A lot of them are they they work out pretty hard. They're pretty jacked. They look like miniature bodybuilders, and their legs are flying all over creation. They got splits and a half, and and people forget. Everyone's like, no, once you start bodybuilding, you get stiff. Hey, you know, I've met guys. Got to look listen to ladies. They don't have special hips. Hips are same z same z. So. A lot of women who lift can still do splits. So guys, guess what? Samezy, samezy. You know, it's it's a belief system that you can't get there, not that you can't get there. Um, some people can. I mean, yes, some people will have gen- you know, the amount of time it would require to get into a split may be actually longer than that person can afford to give. But no, but most of us can get to that split. I'm not doing a split anytime soon, by the way. Um, I, I I want to do parkour with my mouth. I will hypnotize you. No, so that's that's huh. pretty interesting, Scott. I, I'm going to watch that resolution interest uh, very much. No, no, keep you know, you updated. You know, um, it's going to happen. It's just you know what, uh, it's only time. You know what my resolution is? What? To, to not eat a pound of cheese as frequently as I manage to eat a pound. A pound. I'm a disgusting human. Oh my god, I'm horrible. Here we go. See, you're you're portraying exactly what we talked about. I know. I'm the example. People. I'm the example. I will eat He's my the example. Cheese. Use him as an example. 
<laughs> let me uh, let's see. Let me get these sponsors out of the way, Scott. Then we'll close this show, all right? Because that does it for this episode. Thanks for stepping inside the Big Inside. You can learn more about this show and other shows on thebiginside.com, and find out about uh, more about Scott's mail order Sandow. He's the new Mister Olympia, and see pictures of that trophy at AspireFlex.life. Disclaimer: There may not be pictures of the Sandow. Also, we love being well. told. <laughs> We love being told we'll never win a Sandow. We, we love it when you tell us stuff like that or that I, I should eat more cheese or whatever good or bad thing. Please give us feedback. You can go to TheBigInside.com. You can leave feedback on every one of these. This episode, you can leave feedback and say, my resolution is to, to listen to The Big Inside every time it comes out, whenever that is. It's a Monday night somewhere, right? And uh, you know, and, you know, know, Or I'm never listening to it again. That's my resolution. But don't let that be a resolution. That would be a terrible resolution to make. You can also join our Facebook page, Facebook group, chatter it up there. We love you guys. Please go. The show today, by the way, is sponsored once again by the amazing and resolute SciSay Sports. That's S-A-I-S-E-I Sports, makers of the new pre-workout formula RECT, R-E-K-T. Now, let's just say your resolution is to spell correctly. You won't want to listen to this. But let's say your resolution is to start moving weights like you have never moved before. Well, you might want to invest in some Rect, the first supplement to come out of SciSay Sports, S-A-I-S-E-I. This pre-workout formula isn't just a stimulant. It's made with some of the highest-grade pharmaceutical ingredients, and the difference that is made when you start with quality is astounding. I've experienced it. Many people have experienced it. It's becoming very popular. Get on board with this. Nothing fancy. No fancy formulas. They just took the regular ingredients you'd want and expect in a quality product and then put the ingredients in at full potency. Mental clarity, pumps, the works. It's no crash. The stuff's great. You don't overscoop because you're getting more quality per scoop. Find out more at SciSaySports.com, S-A-I-S-E-I Sports.com. Get yourself some wrecked. Our program has also been sponsored by the Next Level Leadership Program. Talk about your resolution. These guys, they take, let's just say you got a passion. Let's say you love the gym. You love the weights. You love the bodybuilding or the strength or whatever the thing, whatever physique sport it is. They take you. They put you on a discrete team, closed team, so you know your people. We were talking about dream teams Already in the show, this is a program that literally does that. Puts you on there, accountability, and then what happens is you are not only shown your way to better ways of competing, but maybe better life. They take all the lessons you learn from this sport that you love and help you apply them to things like business or relationships or friends or whatever, you know, social justice, whatever thing you want. It's a totally unique concept. L- learn more at thenextlevel.me. That's the next level, all mushed together. Include the word the, thenextlevel.me. And lastly, Our last sponsor is Scorpio Creative, a boutique branding design and marketing firm. Let's say you're a small business, and let's say your resolution is to double your profits. Well, call Scorpio Creative. They will put together a marketing package scaled to you. No big numbers, no big, big nonsense. You will be in the driver's seat. Scorpio Creative will partner with you. Design, website, logo, whatever nonsense you need. It's not nonsense. Of course, it's what's making you money. Let Scorpio Creative help you with your resolution to truly bring your business to the next level. Look them up at ScorpioCreative.com. By the way, I'm resolved to give each and every one of you who help keep this show afloat a big, wet, sloppy kiss, if you will allow it. Because, well, that may not be true, but... But certainly, I'm so grateful because you guys keep us uh, floating. If you would like to help The Big Inside, if you like what you hear, help us keep saying it. TheBigInside.com. Go there. 
put a few bucks in our virtual bucket of love, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, I don't care. We will announce you if you do so. We are so grateful for that. In fact, if you put in enough, we'll even bring you on the damn show. We love that you guys sponsor us because this show is a dialogue. I know I hog it, but let's make it about you. In fact, you could even hump our leg. And if you got a business or a movement and you want to get sponsor a show and get your message out there, go to the website. Become a sponsor of The Big Inside. Karma is real, people, and we love hawking your stuff. Scott, thanks again. This was a huge pleasure. This was a great was a great little conversation. I mean, I'm resolved to say that I enjoyed it, and I did. Yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have much resolution now. I have hope Re- in resolution. There's a new hope. <laughs> it always comes back to Star Wars. I'm res- and I'm resolved to... You are resolved. I'm resolved. You have helped me see the resolving. I'm resolved to uh, get down on my knees and worship you when that sandout trophy arrives in the mail. It'll come. It'll come, Scott. That thing will come in the mail. I believe it. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, yeah, they got it from me. <laughs> the uh, the we'll Wiener Brothers, they, they, they know what's up. No, they did. <laughs> you don't know what's happening. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, today's show is produced by the Physiculture Collaborative. They've made a resolution to do less script writing this year so that they can... And then that's that's it. Oh, guys, come on. That's your workout for your ears this week. I'm Christian Beatty, a.k.a. XN for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what you do on your inside. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. That's uh, the topic for the day, New Year's resolutions and how to make them or break them. That conversation begins. Ah, son of a bitch! You can't be fucking serious! (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? Are you doing elephants? Exactly. I tried a new post-workout drink called Elephant. Oh, God. All right. Here we go. Got to stop recording like this. All right, here we go.